Hello, everyone, and welcome into another episode of Talking Schmidt. I am your host, Ethan Schmidt, and joining me this week, my usual co-host is back, George Holloway. Welcome back, sir. If we had the clapping, which I guess I could throw it in editing of clapping in the background for you, but uh, that may also uh, take a little bit more time on editing. So it may just be me saying, hey, welcome back. Well, thanks, bud. I'm glad to be back. I mean, if you can throw in a little round of applause, I mean, I'd always accept it, but I mean, you're... you're your uh, greeting is welcomed. Good. Um, I told everybody you're you're making some big moves. Um, you're <laughs> making some big life moves and stuff like that. Because I told everybody, ah, you know, I didn't want it to sound like like uh, humdrummy last week when you weren't here. But I felt like it kind of came off as humdrummy. And then at the last second, I was like, uh, but no, it's all good things for him. So uh, <laughs> I guess if you, I mean, if you want to relay some of the information that's going on, it would be, you know, you can always you know, let people know what, what's going on in the world of George. For sure. Like just, just uh, getting my career started, honestly, working towards a teaching position down at my alma mater, uh, Dixon County high school teaching uh, world history. So it's pretty big step, but it's a very exciting one for me. And it's honestly a dream job for me. So uh, it was one that I couldn't say no to, and I got the opportunity and I just had to take it. And you're joining the world of coaching. Yes, yes. I'm helping out with the baseball program down there. So that's super exciting as well. And I can't wait for that. That's been another goal of mine to step into the world of coaching. And I'm really excited. Yeah. And one of my former uh, high school football coaches is down there as well. He's the head coach down there. So uh, you'll be you'll be able to be around one of my favorite coaches of all times uh, who's down there as well. So uh, a lot of a lot of uh, good people going down there to coach at Dixon. I know Coach T went down there about two years ago. So he's in his second season, I think, this year um, at Dixon. And and I know that you'll have a, a blast. I always have a blast coaching. Um, it's always a, you know, I, I think people think it's kind of crazy when they find out, you know, that like I do all this stuff just so I can coach in the evenings. Like I, I work so, you know, work throughout the day and stuff like that. And I'm not teaching, but, you know, I'm, I mean, I do, I teach at Austin P, but not teaching in the school and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm out there coaching and, um, if you've never been able to coach and, uh, you're, I would, you have to be a good human being, first of all, um, because you have so much impact on young people's lives that it's like such a cool moment, man. When you can see some of those kids, when they grow up and become, you know, some of them are starting to become, you know, uh, I mean, they're just, they're becoming men. I mean, that's the big thing, you know, when you have them as a, as a high school coach, you know, either, Still kind of, I mean, they're kids, obviously, you know, even when they turn 18, you know, they're still kids. They're not, you know, they haven't gone to college yet. They haven't experienced that in life yet. And I think that's one of the cool things for me now is, you know, a lot of these guys will come back or we'll see them, you know, they'll come back for a game or they'll come out during the summer or whatever it is. And you get to see them again. And, you know, you, you have that, you know, ability to really see how much they've grown and, the men that they're becoming. And it's really cool to see that as a coach. So um, shout out to all the coaches and, and George, you're going to be able to do that fairly soon. And it's, it's definitely life-changing to realize how impactful a good coach can be on someone's life. Absolutely. Cause like we all have those coaches, teachers, whatever that we still remember to this day. It's because the impact they had on us, they kind of made us the part, the people that we are today. And I really want to have that impact on players, students, whatever it may be. And just, leave a mark and mold them into a good member of society in the future and give them skills that they can use throughout the course of their lives. Absolutely, man. Let's jump into a little bit of a, let's talk a little bit, I guess, about 
Um, some sports things going on. I know the NBA finals were into the uh, Eastern and Western uh, finals right now, and and NHLs in the same uh, heat of it. Obviously, that's kind of the season that we're in, and um, we're kind of done with uh, you know football at least. I know the U- the USFL. I believe they're just starting back up. XFL just crowned a champion. Um, we're still about two months away before we, or maybe three months away before we really start seeing college football um, start back up. And so we got a little bit of time on football. So this is what's kind of relevant right now is that we're in the NBA um, last few games here, really, of the season. We're in the finals and the championship and the same for the NHL. So um, that's where we're going to kind of go to. But I do want to say this much. I saw some news earlier, I believe it was earlier this week, that uh, there's been some talks and some rumors in the world, the Tennessee Titans world, that Malik Willis may be cut. What do you think as a Titans fan hearing those new that news? I mean, granted, we haven't seen OTAs. We haven't seen any of that stuff. That's still probably a few weeks away, mid to late June, um, July-ish for some of these teams. For you as a Titans fan to see that, you know, there's rumors going around right now that if Tannehill's healthy and Will Levis makes better strides than Malik Willis, Malik Willis may be gone. Yeah, and I mean – Rumors are going to be flying at this point in the offseason because they're looking for talking points like all media outlets are. But I think this one definitely has some traction to it because, I mean, last year they spent a third round pick on Malik Willis. It's not necessarily a crazy high pick, but it's still like mid round pick. You know, this guy could make an impact on your team. He was graded as a first round talent last year who just happened to slip and someone took and we took the chance on him. And now you're kind of seeing the reasons why he slipped. And so. There's a reason this year the Titans spend the 33rd overall pick on another quarterback. So I could definitely see a world where Malik Willis is cut and also just rolling with Tannehill, Levis. And depending on how your season goes, we might see Levis quicker than people think. And, like, it's very – it's rare these days to see an NFL roster keep three quarterbacks. So someone's going to be the odd man out. And, honestly, at this point, I think it's leaning more towards Malik Willis than anybody because he does have a rocket arm. He can sling it. But it's just been the fact of grasping the playbook from what I've seen with reports and things like that. And, I mean, he went from an offensive liberty where literally Hugh Freeze was standing on the sideline saying, hey, throw it to this guy. Don't go through progressions. You're throwing it to him. Literally, that was the offensive liberty. And, I mean, in that conference, no, no disrespect to the conference, they can get away with things like that. And so he never truly learned how to read a defense is basically what I've been seeing throughout reports. And he's really struggled trying to just gain attraction on the NFL roster. Well, Favre didn't know what the nickel defense was, by the way. I don't know if you knew that or not. Well, but yeah, Favre did. He never knew what the nickel defense was. I believe Doug Peterson had to tell him what nickel defense was. And Favre said, really? That's what it is? And they're like, yeah. And Favre was like, huh. Every time somebody says they're in a nickel defense, I just don't really know what's going on. I just find somebody open. Um, so, I mean, you know, and he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah, but yeah, he's, he's a little a bit of an outlier. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, again, uh, so for Malik Willis and you know maybe Malik Willis fans, I don't, don't give up hope yet. It's just finding the right system. He's probably he's going to need to sit behind somebody who is a, a better veteran. Um, we've seen that as well. I, I think the Jets kind of uh, brought this to the light as well recently. You know, going out and getting Rodgers, and um, you know, I believe it was Joe Flacco that said it would have been better for. Zach Wilson to have a year to sit behind me and to mm-hmm. actually learn. 
Um, and I, this is going to be a conversation that you and I have throughout the summer when we start talking and looking at uh, NFL divisions and things of that nature, you know, around the conference um, on both sides and, and talking about some of these guys who may start early on that were drafted this year. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and just kind of going through the history books a little bit about, you know, the success rate for those guys, those first round draft picks. But I agree a little bit with what, you know, what they were saying. If, if you know, Zach Wilson can sit behind a Joe Flacco, you know, a Joe Flacco that was leading the Ravens to a Super Bowl, does Zach Wilson have a better career? Who knows? If Malik Willis can sit behind Tannehill, you know, and the Titans have a successful season, is he a better quarterback in a year or two when he's actually getting a chance to learn? We're going to find out if that system works with Jordan Love. That That's the question that's going to get answered this year for us. Uh, it was somewhat answered with Patrick Mahomes. Granted, you know, Mahomes replaced Alex Smith. Uh, Mahomes looked really good in that one game he played that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, during that season, his rookie season, he looked really good. Uh, granted, you know, he was throwing to Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and, you know, his first season, I believe he had, what, Kareem Hunt with them. So, I mean, it was a decent – it was a really good team. The Chiefs were actually, you know, kind of that quarterback, that franchise quarterback away from being great. And, right. you know, there was nothing guaranteed about Patrick Mahomes, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why people thought Mitchell Trubisky was a better quarterback at that time. Granted, we all know better now. Right. Um uh, Thankfully, the Bears drafted Mitchell Trubisky because that always makes me happy to think about that. But – with that being said, I mean, you don't really know. I mean, you don't really know how Rodgers, I mean, you think of, uh, you know, Rodgers' first season in Green Bay, and they were losing to the Cowboys, and uh, Joe Buck saying, this guy better figure it out now or he's never going to be anything. Now Rodgers will more than likely be a unanimous Hall of Famer. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, it, it just kind of depends. Like, we're going to see that with Jordan Love. He sat for, what, two seasons, three seasons now behind, mm-hmm. you know, Aaron Rodgers. He's had a chance to learn. Um, so we're going to see what actually sitting behind somebody can do. You know, we're going to see what, you know, if it is beneficial, that's what we're going to learn uh, in this upcoming season with Jordan Love. And I think if that's, if Jordan Love is successful and they, you know, look out there and they say, holy crap, we have another, you know, you know, we have a Green Bay is going to have a third Hall of Fame quarterback. Off of Jordan Love, which again, this is all speculation, but if that happens, you're going to have more pro teams that are like, we can't throw people out there week one. We can't throw people out there probably week eight, week nine. Like we're ha- we have to give them time to develop because the mm-hmm. NFL is so much faster. And unless you come in like a Joe Burrow who's big or a Justin Herbert who's big, you know, these guys who are bigger guys who have more of a pro style offense, you're not going to see the success. I mean, Jalen Hurts is good because Jalen Hurts can do what he does with his body and get hit and take those hits. You know, Joe Burrow, even Joe Burrow, I mean, he tore his ACL his first season, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing like Josh Allen. He's a big dude, but he's been successful. These are guys who are coming out there. They're not these smaller quarterbacks. And now I know you can say, well, Kyler Murray, but heck, Kyler Murray really hasn't been successful. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the big thing for me as well is, is how can we see – uh, this change and and how do we see these quarterbacks who get drafted in the first round? I mean, will NFL brass start saying, okay, we have to have a veteran quarterback that we can rely on for several weeks before we throw these young guys out there to just get feasted on? I mean, that's truly what it is because there's mm-hmm. been a lot of guys. Now, granted, I also think Jameis Winston, if he just would have 
uh, you know, maybe bit the bullet years ago and got contacts or corrective surgery on his eyes early on. Maybe Jameis Winston is, you know, the outlier in this because he did have good numbers. Mm -hmm. He just couldn't see anybody. Right. You know, that's on him. You know what I'm saying? But again, with that being said, I think we're going to see a lot more um, conversation about this as we move forward, depending on how a guy like Jordan Love does after sitting for three seasons behind a future Hall of Famer. How how does he respond? Is he, you know, is he the heir apparent? Does he come out there? Because Rodgers had a bad first year. You know what I'm saying? Rodgers' first year as the Packers uh, starting quarterback, not good. You know what I'm saying? So, like, again, you know, Rodgers had to build into that person, too. So, also, you know, how do organizations handle it there where they're like, okay, we need to continue to trust for a little bit longer? And I think that's a big thing um, that will have to be developed with a lot of these guys is how do you trust for a little bit longer? Um, now, moving in, we'll talk a little bit about the NBA. We're into the Western Conference Finals and Eastern Conference Finals. As we're recording this, I'm sure you're watching it. I am as well. Miami versus Boston. Is that what you're watching? I am indeed watching that. I knew it. That's what that's what uh that's what I thought. So right now that's in game one of the series. We saw Lakers versus uh Nuggets last night. Um the Nuggets uh won that game. Uh they beat the Lakers in the first round or the first game at least. Um, you know, we've the cool thing about this whole series is this is just the repeat of the bubble. Um it's the <laughs> exact four same teams. So definitely a uh, kind of a cool um I guess a cool thing that, you know, this was the final in the bubble. And I know a lot of people said the bubble wasn't real basketball. And now we're kind of seeing, um, you know, the, these teams that are, you know, just a few years back, back in it, you know, the exact same four. So it does kind of show you that those teams weren't flukes um, and, and that they're actually there. So with that being said, did you get a chance to watch Nuggets Lakers? Did you get to see highlights of it? Um, what, what are your takeaways from that first game of Nuggets Lakers? I, I got to watch part of it. Granted it was Western it's West, it's West coast. So like, you know, it goes on pretty late. Yeah. And so unfortunately had to go to bed, but, uh, at halftime, like I, I went, uh, whenever I basically went to bed, it was a 20 point game. And I was like, Oh, the Nuggets are going to run, run away with this. And it actually ended up being a close game. It was 132, 126 Nuggets ended up winning, but I mean, Lakers showed a lot of fight, like, I mean, with, with the team with LeBron and Anthony Davis on, you can't count them out necessarily, no matter the deficit, I don't think. But, I mean, AD dropped 40. That, that's always impressive. Jokic proved that he should have won his third straight MVP. Like, <laughs> honestly, no no disrespect to Joel Embiid at all. But, I mean, Jokic had 34, 21 boards, and 14 assists. Yeah. I mean, that that's just dominant in every facet. And, like I said, Anthony Davis dropped 40. LeBron dropped 26, but and Austin Reeves, I think he had what 20 plus off 20 plus as well. Something so, like that. I, I watched yeah. I watched a little bit of the game last night. Um I watched Jokic hit the buzzer beater at the like as the third quarter was expiring. Uh mm -hmm. Lakers went on a really good run. Um at one point they were down by I believe 20 plus and mm -hmm. ended up pulling it back by like eleven right before half because Jokic just uh, with Anthony Davis in his face, just threw one up from like behind his head and drilled it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I got to I got to watch kind of the end of the third quarter. Well, all the third quarter is pretty much where I tuned in for it and, and watched it. Um, you know, I I I guess the big thing for me is you know, I, I don't know. I, I watching basketball sometimes, and, and and I feel this way, and and I know people are gonna say 
uh, you know, you, you're not a real sports fan and, and whatever, but like watching professional basketball to me is like, I don't, I, it's tough to watch it because it's like, no, I mean, no one really misses. I mean, I guess if, you know, if you, if you, if you like that and you like the high scoring, then yeah. Um, you know, there's, you know, that's kind of a good thing, but like, really, I mean, no one really misses. And that's very impressive. The fact that no one really misses, no one really misses a shot. It's really hard. Like, you know, I mean, I, granted there are players who, you know, have bad games and whatnot, but I mean, looking at like a game last night, man, there was, I, I believe in the third quarter alone, there was 60 plus points scored between the two teams. Mm -hmm. That's right. wild. That's yeah. a wild number. That between two teams, you're scoring sixty plus points. Look, like nobody missed. Like mm -hmm. there, there was rare misses. Like it was just like on occasion, somebody would probably break free of like what you know the normal offense may have been. But there's just it's very rare to miss. And then you you really don't have you know I think the reason why I like college basketball a lot more is because you still have the teams that will press. You still have teams that are going to try to get in your face. You're still going to have the team that has that undersized guard. Who's just like, listen, I know my whole my whole deal to be out here is to pester somebody. You really mm -hmm. don't have that as much, you know, in the NBA, uh, especially nowadays. And so I, I don't know. I, I think for me, at least with how good all these players, because these guys are just so good. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they're just so talented. I mean, you know, to watch these games, it's just a little bit harder. I, I feel to really be invested in my viewpoint in the NBA because it's just like, you know, there's you, you don't really have like a true underdog story, I guess. And, and you don't really have that in pro sports, you know, that, that much anymore anyway, because you, you know, these guys are professional athletes, but like, you know, Miami, they're the eighth seed, you know, they're an under, under, you know, that's the underdog out of the East. And, you know, the Lakers were 13th, you know, or whatever they were out of the race come January and then they end up making mm -hmm. it. So, but then like, you think of this team and you have Jimmy Butler out there and you're just like, well, Jimmy Butler is really good. And then, you know, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. LeBron and, and, and AD healthy together. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've seen what they've been able to do with the Lakers. So I don't know. It's just hard for me to really get super invested into the NBA finals. It, it just because it's just, uh, you know, I think the NBA actually the actual NBA finals is where you really start to see teams like have to buckle down a little bit more because, you know, you do have so many talented players that'll be on the floor at the same time, mm -hmm. but man, it, like a lot of these playoff games and stuff like that, like, I feel like, you know, I feel like if, if you lose game four and it's, you know, you know, it's two and two, like, it's just kind of like, eh, it's okay. We can lose game one. We can lose game three. You know, we can lose game five. We just got to force game six or game seven. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of times in the NBA when you're watching the NBA that that is kind of the mindset maybe I, I don't know do you feel that way when you're not so much in the finals i feel but like especially in the playoffs i, I feel like there's teams who are just like eh, we can always like lose this game yeah i mean i don't i don't necessarily get that vibe because like honestly like i i like getting invested in the nba around the playoff time because like you know it's an 82 game season like it, it goes for a fairly long time and like there's during the regular season i just kind of coast along and then once it gets to the playoffs, I really start to watch more and kind of lock in with it. And basically, like this year, it's like what teams got hot at the right time. Like the Heat squeaked in at the, as the eight seed. They've gone on a great run. They're in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Celtics right now. It's currently 30-28, to 28, about to be the end of the first quarter. Right. But um, but uh, Boston's winning. But um, 
And then like the Lakers in the West, they were the seventh seed and they got hot. Yeah. And they they just kind of, it's it just basically is who's gonna who's gonna be the hottest team, not necessarily the best team, but who's gonna be the hottest. And that that can be said for a lot of playoff circumstances, of course. But that seemed to be what's been going on this postseason, especially. And I think it's cool. Like I, I like seeing the lower seeds uh kind of make those little Cinderella runs, if you will. And and I think it makes it a little more interesting. And it I'd also, like you said, you made the point of the bubble. It's, it's cool to see the same four teams from the bubble after everyone's saying, like, oh, the bubble doesn't count. Like, it'll always have the asterisk next to it, whatever. Like, I, I think that's pretty cool to see that those four teams have made it back in fairly, like, a quick amount of time. All right. So do you think, uh, do you think at this point – we're going to see uh, the Nuggets make it to their first championship. They've never played in the NBA Finals ever, uh, so they've never won it, but they've never actually even played in it. Do you think after what you've seen from Game 1, is it is it going to be the Nuggets playing? Do you think it's going to be the Lakers? Who do you think comes out of the East? So, in, in his career, I, I believe this is the correct stat. I could be wrong, but I believe it's correct. LeBron is 10-0 and in conference finals. He's due. He's losing. Give me the Nuggets. Wow. Give me the Nuggies. They're making it for the first time. Give me the Nuggies. And what about the East? That's so hard because Jimmy Butler has proven time and time again how clutch he is, but I just don't know if he has enough help to take down a squad like Boston. Because, I mean, Boston has Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. It, it's just it's just like three, like three, four really, really solid players in a starting lineup and then a group of role players to back them up as where the heat, you know, it's Jimmy buckets, Tyler hero got hurt. So there went some of their offense right there. He broke his hand. Uh, and uh, you have Bam Adebayo, who's a good threat down low, but his scoring is somewhat inconsistent. Like one night he drops 25, the next night he drops eight. Yeah. And so there's, there's not really that consistent factor. So the really only consistent factor for the heat is Jimmy Butler. And so they'll live and die through him, and I just don't know if they have enough to keep up in Boston. Yeah, I can see that. I think uh, I think I definitely think Boston will come out of the East. Um, I, I think the Cinderella story ends. Um, I think it's going to end for uh, for Miami. Um, they they'll probably force it to at least six games. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I do I agree with you there. I think Boston comes out on top out there. In the West, I mean, I just don't know. I mean, I know you have Murray and you have Jokic. It's a toss-up. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I think you could. I think either one is a correct answer. Um, I think going with LeBron and you know with that, uh, just his his ability to get to the finals. I think that just kind of you know, it, it makes sense. You know, I mean, because he he does have that that ability to do it. He's got the. I mean, he's the most veteran player in the league. He's, you know, he's got the most experience in situations like this. So, I mean, it, it would, you know, that there's nothing wrong with saying that, um, you know, but, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people out there who want to see Denver because they want to see someone that's not the Lakers. They want to see somebody that's not the Celtics. Um, you know, they uh, honestly, there might be some people who don't want to see the heat because, the Heat have had some good runs over the years. I mean, you know, the Dwayne Wade years, and then of course the years with LeBron and 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 things of that nature. And then again, I mean, they were playing 
you know, a couple years ago in the bubble, you know, in that championship mm-hmm. game. So I, I don't know. I, I think, I think it'll be, uh, I don't know. I think if the Nuggets win, it'll be six games. I think if the Lakers mm-hmm. wins, it's going to take seven. I really mm-hmm. do. I think, uh, I think playing in Denver will give the Nuggets the advantage that they need. I, I, I mean, if the Nuggets jump up 2-0, uh, I wouldn't surprise me. Um, but again, I mean, you know, I, I think LeBron knows more than anything. You have to take at least one on the road. Like you have mm-hmm. to be able to assert yourself in Denver to let those fans know that you're not a factor because, you know, you get back to game five. If you force that game five back in Denver, mm-hmm. that's going to be a rough environment. If you're down three, one, you know what I'm saying? And you didn't pick mm-hmm. up a win or whatever it is. And you get back to Denver that's going to be a very tough environment for uh, LeBron and company to play in. So again, I think the Lakers will take it in seven. Um, I think if the Nuggets win, they'll be able to take it in six. Uh, but you know, it, it's very much a, a toss-up in the West for certain. I I do think the Celtics. You know, I mean, I could see this one being over and almost in possibly five, maybe six, but I don't see mm-hmm. it being. I, I just I think that, like you said, I think the everything's going to catch up to um Miami at some point in this series you know mm-hmm. eventually the the clock strikes midnight on Miami unfortunately uh right. but yeah so that's what that's what I'm thinking as well now I know we're not really super paying attention when it comes to the NHL but there's two teams left in the NHL um that have an opportunity to win their first ever championship one of those being the Vegas Golden Knights the expansion team from 2018 that has played in a finals their mm-hmm. first season they played in the finals they lost to uh, Alex Ovechkin and company in the Capitals. Mm-hmm. And then you have the um, Florida Panthers who are, you know, you know, obviously four wins away from playing in a Stanley Cup. So uh, it's Carolina versus Florida on one side um, and then Dallas versus Vegas on the other side. Um, again, I haven't watched a ton of hockey this year, to be honest with you. I just really haven't kept up with it. I know you mentioned two weeks ago that for you, it's like, you know, if the predators aren't in the playoffs, it's pretty much just not watch it anymore. And that's a very, Mm -hmm. like, that's a very Southern mentality. I feel, you know, I, I, there, you know, (laughs) when I went up to the UP, I had the culture shock of the world of like, Oh, you guys just don't stop watching it when the red wings are out. And they're like, no, we love this type of hockey. And I'm like, really? And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, you know, it doesn't matter who it is. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I learned that when I was up there that, you know, up North, it's very much just like, they want to watch it to see who wins. Mm-hmm. Um, very, I mean, you know, it's like watch, I guess it's not wa- like watching the Super Bowl for us, but, uh, you know, for us Southerners who love football. Um, mm-hmm. but for the most part it is, you know, like they'll watch every game of an NHL championship, you know, no matter who's right. in it. I mean, no matter how many people hate Sidney Crosby, they'll watch the Penguins, you know, play or how many people hate Ovechkin. They'll watch the Capitals play. That's what it is. But uh, you and I talked about this a little bit before we went on the air. It'd be kind of cool to see Florida win it just because mm-hmm. of the history they've already made. You know, um, yes. I do think the Carolina Hurricanes are the real deal, though. Uh, I really do think that they're that they're a tough team to beat this year. Uh, and Florida will have uh, every task up against them. But again, Florida beat the probably the best ever regular season team in the history of the NHL. I mean, I wouldn't even say probably. I mean, you know, I from and, all stats and everything you've heard, they were the best. And, and they yeah, beat- that series wasn't close. Yeah, not at all. Like the so. Panthers just kind of walked all over Boston. And honestly, at this point, like it's it's Carolina and Florida in 
and it's like it's Cinderella versus the stepsisters in a sense where it's like Carolina is like has been a powerhouse all year like they've they've been one of the top teams in their conference and they've kind of coasted their way through the playoffs so far they just so far they just knocked off the New Jersey Devils beat them 4-1 the Panthers they kind of limped into the playoffs and then they just so happened they caught they caught lightning in a bottle per se and they knocked off the best regular season team in NHL history. And then they go and take care of the Edmonton Oilers and Connor yeah. McDavid in six games. So, like, excuse me. Sorry. Backtrack. They beat Maple the Maple Leafs. Leafs. Yeah. Maple Leafs. I'm sorry about that. Sorry. See, shows how much I actually watch hockey. Yeah. But, Edmonton was but in yes, there as well, though. Edmonton wasn't there. They got beat by the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights didn't go. beat that. And so, but anyway, back to uh, Panthers. They, they knocked out the Maple Leafs. And it, it was what four one that series I think four one yeah. fashion yeah yeah it, it was a quick series so both Carolina and Florida they're well rested I mean they only played five games in their semifinal matches so it's basically Cinderella versus stepsisters who's going to take it and shifting focus to the West like uh, the Golden Knights like you said they're the expansion team two thousand eighteen. They played in that finals in 2018, but they never made it back. Now that's their opportunity to get back in a finals and maybe take that opportunity once again like they couldn't do in 2018. And they're facing the Dallas Stars, who just yeah. went seven who just went seven games with another expansion team, the Seattle Kraken. Uh, release Kraken the Kraken, a, baby. Release the Kraken. Make it, make it a good showing in one of the early expansion seasons for that team. And uh, – the Golden Knights actually did knock off the Edmonton Oilers, so that 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 was that was. You I were thinking that. about it. You just had your own Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but Connor McDavid, I mean, he's no slouch. He's one of the best players in the NHL, and the Golden Knights handled business. So it's going to be interesting to see both sides. Like I, I'm rooting at this point strictly for underdogs. I want, I want the Panthers to win the whole thing because they've made this run so far. And I think it'd be cool because, I mean, you you end the historic season, the Boston Bruins might as well cap it off on the Stanley Cup title. How many uh, – do you know how many provinces there are in Canada? Eight. I Ten. Don't know. Ten of them. Dang it. Okay. Dang it. I'm a history what? major, not geography, dog. You're going to know, you're gonna have to know this. <laughs> um, how, many, how many do you think you can name? Um, okay, let's, let's try, all right? Okay, we're trying. Edmonton. No. So, dang it. Uh, Quebec. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vancouver? No. Dang it. Uh, is British Columbia in Canada? British Columbia. Okay. That's where Vancouver is. Vancouver. Oh, British okay. Columbia. Okay. Okay. Uh, Toronto is not a province. Not no. A province. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Okay, good stuff. Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Winnipeg's a city. Uh, I believe it's in Manitoba. What the heck is that? Manitoba, Canada. You have, uh, obviously, British Columbia, mm-hmm. Alberta. Oh, I did? Okay. Okay, I've heard of Alberta. Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Manitoba. Never heard of that. Ontario. Okay, I've heard of that one. Okay. Quebec or Quebec, whichever way you want to say it. Or Quebec. Quebec. 
the way that they did it uh, in one of my favorite shows, Letter Kenny. <laughs> um, I believe you also have uh, Newfoundland and Labrador. Okay. And Nova Scotia. I've heard of that one too. So that is um, is that is that technically all of them? Or you technically have the Yukon Territory? Is that considered one? I don't know. I don't, as much as I know about Canada is just that bottom line of of. Uh, mm-hmm. See, I'd I'd heard of like five of them. Yeah, you you so like, exactly. That's not bad for being a classy Southern gentleman. Exactly, you that's know, and talking about a sport that, and I think this was always kind of one of those things too, because everybody I worked with, for the most part, everybody I worked with were super like from the north, or they were mm-hmm. in states that were like that li- they lived in states that were like that touch Southern states, but mm-hmm. also they're kind of that midline of like Ohio or West Virginia. Or mm-hmm. like Illinois, so like they they actually were like kind of, you know, even though they weren't like true like Northerners, they're not Southerners either, and mm-hmm. so they like they'd be like, oh yeah, you know, we actually, you know, we don't mind hockey, and I'm like, listen, <laughs> like it's just not, it's just not what like, and I was like, I know the whole Preds fan base is growing, and, and you know, and, mm-hmm. and it does get better, and you know, I know there's a lot more Preds fans than there were when I was a kid growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in this area, because I believe we moved here during the first season that the Preds were an expansion team. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you know, I'm, I remember like just that whole initial like push of like, we need Preds fans. And then, you know, how that kind of fell off for a long time. And people were just like, Nashville doesn't even need a team anymore. And then the success that we saw late, uh, you know, obviously in like 2017, mm-hmm. But like it, people people up there just did not understand why, you know. Like I actually had more fun covering like, you know, the high school and the middle school or the high school and the college up there because that like that was like a real taste of like hockey for me compared to because I really didn't watch pro hockey. So right. you know, I, I get it, and I, I think a lot of it's because there are so many like Canadian teams that like you know we don't have Canadian football teams. We have one Canadian ba- uh, baseball team. We used to have two. You know yep. what I'm saying? Expos. Um, you know, they they drafted Tom Brady. Um, so so we had, you know, what I mean, could have been. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe he has the career resurgence that keeps Montreal keeps the expos alive in Montreal. Yeah, and we and, wouldn't have to deal with watching him dominate the NFL for twenty. Peyton Manning years. would have had seven Super Bowl rings. Yeah, he and, stole the VFL's titles. Yeah, that's what it was. Wrong. Um, so uh, you blame the expos for that. I can. Um, just That's why like, they're not a team anymore. <laughs> um, just, just like the reason why I don't like John Elway. Do you know the reason why I don't like John Elway? You never told me the reason why you don't. The reason why I don't like John Elway is because John Elway is originally drafted by the Yankees and he turned him down. I knew down. that. So okay. he, so he obviously uh, turned down my favorite baseball team, right? Mm-hmm. And just kind of screwed me there. And then he won his second Super or his first Super Bowl. He run, won it against Green Bay. Mm-hmm. So, he had a personal vendetta against you. Yes, John Elway, not a fan. <laughs> I ever, if I ever get a chance, to, I have met John Elway. He's actually a good dude. He's pretty funny and pretty nice. But um, yeah, sorry, bud. <laughs> I, I, have, I have met John Elway. I've also called a game where the Carolina Hurricanes are playing the one of the NHL games at. So blah, you know, um, that happened. <laughs> that happened just this past year, George. But no. Um, so yeah, I mean personal vendetta against John Elway. So that's just, that's just real. But yeah, I I think a lot of people didn't understand, you know, we just, we just don't, you know, fall into it. But, you know, you look at the Eastern conference, which is normally notoriously, you know, I mean, obviously Tampa Bay has had great success lately. Um, 
but like normally it's Boston. Normally it's Pittsburgh. Normally it's Washington. You know what I'm saying? Like normally it's those teams. And if you look at it right now, it's two Southern teams, two Southern Mm -hmm. franchises fighting for a spot in the NHL finals, which is pretty cool. uh, Because Mm -hmm. like I said, you know, it's just not something here in the South that people are just like, you know, diehard hockey fans like they are in the North. And to look at the East right now and see, a Carolina team taking on a Florida team. It's, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool feeling to see. Yeah. And I mean, you look in the West as well, like Dallas. Yeah. Stars like Dallas stars, the heart of Texas. Yeah. Are playing for, are playing for a shot in the Stanley cup finals. And then then Vegas, like Vegas is brand new. Like, and that's like, I, I assume like, I wonder what the atmosphere is like in Vegas, honestly, because like, you know, they're trying to transform Vegas into like this huge sports capital, basically, because like with all the legalized sports gambling everywhere, well, not everywhere, but in a lot of states now, they're about to get a baseball team in Vegas because the Oakland A's just purchased so much land out there. So that move is imminent. The the, the, the Raiders, the Raiders just moved there. Oakland is just getting shafted by Vegas. (laughs) Just. Vegas I feel is so bad everything. for for the A's. I I actually I went to an A's game before and I actually really liked the ballpark. It was just a billion degrees. The Coliseum. Yeah, man, I loved it. I really did. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> It'll massive. Seat 90,000. I went to uh I went to a 4th of July game. They gave mm-hmm. out uh Oakland A's visors that had red, cool. white and blue A's logo on it. Really cool. That is um cool. yeah, I have that somewhere in my collection of sports memorabilia. Um, so yeah, no, I, I'm a big fan of, uh, but you're right. Oakland's stealing everything or Oakland's getting everything stolen away from Vegas by by Vegas. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, now I will say there's a lot of people who are not fans of the Dallas stars who are from the North because of Mm -hmm. when they shafted Minnesota, even though Minnesota now has the wild and they have a team, uh, the Dallas at that time, the Minnesota North stars, Mm -hmm. um, shafted they were shafted moved down to dallas so but yeah i mean for us in the south who you know whatever maybe not understand the the hate from the people in minnesota you know i get it you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i, I right, understand right. you know we're we're gonna say we have three of the four southern three of the four teams are southern teams and yes. i think that i think it's very cool and very big for the world of soccer the world of soccer the world of hockey <laughs> um that this is happening now i will say this much uh, one of the only college hockey programs not a big fan of in Minnesota. That's all you need to know. And it's not the Golden Gophers. It's not the Golden Gophers? No, I, I don't have an issue with them. My. Yeah. There's My. there's one team that used to always play uh, when they came up to play against Northern Michigan and Michigan Tech, and they would always, like, they'd always start some stuff, man. Always. And I was not a fan of them. And I would tell people. Be like, what you know? What do you like about college hockey, or what do you what do you dislike about college hockey? And I'm just like this one team from Minnesota, and they'd be like, wow, just you just hate a whole program. And I'm like, yep, I don't care if they're ever, I don't care if I meet somebody who's super nice from them, not a fan of their program. So because they would always fight. My man, Grant, you always want to fight. You always want a good fight, you know. But like it was just always like it would always be cheap stuff, man. They wouldn't call for nothing. It always it always pissed me off, man. Right. Um, so yeah. I mean, you know, that was that was during my time where I was, you know, more involved in the world of hockey. But again, very cool kind of, you know, thing for people. If you're not watching hockey, um, you know, especially here in the South and a lot of people obviously in Tennessee will be like, 
no reason to really watch without the Preds there. But I mean, you know, it, it is showing that hockey is getting bigger and we're seeing the girl, like we're seeing hockey get bigger even in uh, Clarksville right now because of the addition mm -hmm. of FNM bank arena where they actually have mm -hmm. hockey. And it's also in, you know, they're working with, you know, the Preds, you know, Stashville meets Smashville. So, you know, I mean, we're, we're seeing that growth in hockey. And, and I mean, I've heard that, you know, ice time in Nashville is almost like, I mean, it's almost like getting a unicorn. And now mm -hmm. you're seeing, and even in Clarksville, the moment that they were like, the ice will be down, they were already booking ice time for these kids to play hockey. Mm -hmm. So there is some great growth. Um, I, I believe Ravenwood has a hockey team. Uh, they I think, do. I think I've seen some stuff for that. So, I mean, like, there's some really good growth of, of hockey, even in this area for kids that were not there when we were kids. So it's really cool to kind of see that grow. Because I think... Um, I'm not, I'm not a hockey or I'm not a skater by any means because, you know, um, I didn't do well when I was there, but I also didn't like, you know, obviously try to learn, um, mm -hmm. when I was a kid. Cause you know, again, not a lot of ice around, but man, I always feel right. like I could have played hockey fairly well. I mean, it, it's just an extension of football. You know what I'm saying? It really is. Mm -hmm. You just kind of combine a little football, a little, little, uh, little baseball, you know, and you just put deadly weapons on your feet. And that's pretty much it. And you get hockey. Yeah. Right. See, that's a good comparison. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm here. I'm here all week, folks. Um, <laughs> so with that being said, George and I will keep an eye on everything, uh how it goes down. Especially, I guess we'll kind of keep an eye on hockey because we don't know really what's gonna happen. Um, I would imagine, like I said, I don't really know who's gonna win the East. I would love for it to be Florida because why not? Um, and then in the West, uh, I think it'd be cool to, uh, I, I, like I said, uh, all the hate from the, from the Minnesota North stars fans that I know just makes mm -hmm. me not really like Dallas. So I'm going to probably go <laughs> for a Vegas, uh, Vegas, Florida championship. That's what I'm rooting for. Hey, I like that. I like that. George says, me, I, let's put it on. Just hammer it, man. Just put it on the books. I don't know enough about hockey to make an accurate bet. So put it on the books. Gotcha. All right, George, well, let's go ahead and move into our question of the week. Uh, we've been getting really good responses. Thank you so much, everybody who's been responding to our questions. Um, thanks, it's mom. Been yeah, thanks, mom. Uh, my mom didn't chime in this week. My mom was trying to chime in last week, and I told her that she needed to calm down with her uh, inappropriate songs that she was about to tell me. So um, <laughs> I said, you better not put those songs on there because, you know, children read these. So, uh with that being said, I do have to apologize. Uh, last week, um, I did not. I for some reason I didn't see this. Uh, but we we asked last week the question about your guilty pleasure song, and uh, um, our good friend Ronnie, his fiance Riley, commented, and I never got to mention it, um, which was "Gimme Gimme Gimme" by ABBA, which is a great song. And then that is a great Freddie song. was telling me he was like, "I thought you liked musicals, and I really don't." But I do, uh, I have watched Mamma Mia with Callie. And mm -hmm. I normally, like when Mamma Mia 2 came out, I took Callie to the theaters to go see it, like uh, surprised her with it. Because I actually don't mind uh, ABBA. So I don't mm -hmm. mind, you know, when they're that type of musical. So I guess Cody was technically right on that one. Um, since yeah. since you weren't here to give that answer, do you want to give your answer to last week's question before we jump in this week's? Anything Olivia Rodrigo. I told it everybody that. Not, it does not matter. You put on her a whole album of sour. There ain't a skip on it. Like Trader, Deja Vu, Driver's License, Good for You, Happier, whatever, man. I'm vibing. We're all in this together. 
That's High School Musical. She's in. Yeah, a, she's in the show though, she's, right? Yeah, she's yeah, she's in the show. With the, that's my Olivia Rodrigo yeah. knowledge. Yeah. There. What do you think? See, that's good. You pulled that. I like that. I see. I, 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 I knew that, but like I didn't like know it, know it, and so now it's confirmed. So respect. There you go. Um, so this question of the week for this week was: What was something you saw on TV slash movies that you heard about or taught when you were a kid that you thought you would encounter more of when you got older? Um, the reason why I saw this was, and this reason why this was one of the questions I've been thinking about for this show was I saw a, uh, I guess I saw a video cause again, permanently banned from TikTok. Um, we'll <laughs> talk about that story one of these days, but permanently banned from TikTok. So I have to catch everything on Instagram reels that was on TikTok, like at least like a month later. And <laughs> somebody had mentioned something about this that I thought was really funny. And then I was like, yeah, actually that's true. I thought I would see more of you know, X, which is actually something that somebody said in this one, and I'll bring it up when that gets there. But um, George, we'll start off with you. Uh, you said your mom chimed in. Do you want to start with mm-hmm. what your mom had to say about what she sure. thought it was and then tell us what yours was as well? Yeah, so so Mama Holloway, she, she chimed in, and uh, she said that she always thought if Tennessee ever got a lottery that she was guaranteed to hit. So, like, there because whenever, whenever she was growing up, Tennessee, of course, didn't have a lottery. But there was always like advertisement for it becoming a thing and things like that. And so she thought that once they got it, like it was just a guaranteed win. She was going to be rich. So so she thought she was going to hit the lottery, which unfortunately that did not come to fruition. One of these days, though, she's not giving hey, up. One right? of these, no, no, absolutely not. She's still got the numbers memorized, man. That's right. <laughs> giving up. Giving up is for for losers. We don't give that, up. That's right. That's, that's right. right. We play till the very end. Um, so George, you told me yours, which I thought was actually pretty, pretty cool, pretty funny. Um, a a pretty funny, um, one, but also had me thinking the exact same thing. (laughs) So I I grew up in the golden age of Nickelodeon. And so there was a very popular show whenever I was like six, seven years old, it was called Zoe 101. And I was a big fan of that show. No shame. But I thought that everything the the school they went to it was it was called PCA or Pacific Coast Academy, and it was like a huge boarding school, like college campus type thing, like and it was so like beautiful and like there was a beach right by the school and there was girls and boys dorms and like food courts, like anything you could do, basketball courts, whatever. And I thought that, that was how high school was going to be. Granted, my six year old self was very naive, yeah. and. I thought that every high school you went to was going to be exactly like that. Yeah. To my disappointment, it was not. Yeah. Was the ocean, close. the ocean by Dixon high school is. Yeah. Dixon County. High school. We got, hey, Hey, we got Luther Lake. <laughs> we got Luther Lake. There you Luther, go. No, no ocean. Yeah. No, no ocean, no Pacific ocean by Dixon County high school. Yes, um, I was sad. <laughs> no, I think that's a good one. I, I thought that too. And actually, the only time I was ever around, because you know, I went to school in California uh, for um, for about three years. Uh, mm-hmm. The first the first school I went to, I was out there was uh, more of a. It was technically more of like an inner city school, but my la- the last row, okay, of the uh, the middle school I went to, the last row of classes, you could actually see the Pacific Ocean from the classroom. It was beautiful. That's cool. So every day That's that cool. I was in English. Um, I had an English class on that back row and I could just look out into the ocean every day. It was really, really cool to see that. Um, 
So I actually, I mean, obviously I didn't have the whole experience of that. And then Mm -hmm. whenever we went to, uh, whenever we went to Catholic school there, um, that was actually, uh, more inland. So we didn't have the ocean nearest there, but, uh, Mm -hmm. one of the houses that we lived in while I was there, which was, uh, on the military base, actually, um, our back, uh, we were elevated enough where our Mm -hmm. back sliding door looked Mm -hmm. out into the Pacific ocean. Oh, that's awesome. So that was a really cool thing. So I didn't get the experience of the boarding school, but I did mm-hmm. get the experience of like being in an outdoor campus, which is phenomenal when you live mm-hmm. in California. It's beautiful. Every Both schools I went to in California were outdoor campuses. They were absolutely gorgeous, stunning campuses to be on. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't feel as cooped up, I felt, mm-hmm. when you were in those schools as well. Uh, because when you looked out the windows, you saw grass, you saw you know, open air, you know, you didn't just see another, you know, lock a row of lockers and stuff like that. So, right. Yeah. I do think that was something that, um, I think maybe people in California do get to experience a little bit more than obviously people who are more landlocked. Um, mm-hmm. because you know, you're not, you're not getting a chance to, you know, it doesn't snow there either. So it's not like you're, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, like it's not like you're cold walking in between. Cl- I don't ever think I was ever cold walking between classes, no matter what month it was when I was, you know, going mm-hmm. to school. So um, now when the fog rolls in, it is a little bit different. It does get a little bit cold there and you do need a jacket, but like still I would, I would rather just have my jacket on, you know what I'm saying? Walking mm-hmm. in a fog than really, you know, anything else. So For whatever sure. I, I actually did kind of experience the outdoor campus life. It was really, really cool. Um, you know, so I, I will say that much. That was kind of a cool uh, thing to experience. But yeah, the only time I ever experienced like a boarding school was we went and uh, did summer camp one year when I played football at Macaulay down there in uh, Chattanooga. And mm-hmm. that is a boarding school. And so mm-hmm. I was able to, um, we were able to uh, kind of see what that lifestyle was like for the students a little bit because we stayed in the dorms. Um, okay. So yeah, that was actually, that was actually fairly cool um, yeah. to, be a, to be a part of that and to kind of see something like that. But yeah, to, you know, to your point, I think a lot of times when we watch these shows, you know, you you kind of think uh, like like Ned's Declassified. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It was one of those shows where it's like, man, I'm getting so many hijinks when I'm in middle school. And then it's like, no, I'm not like I, I that I, there, it's you know, it's impossible. Like there's no you know, there's none of this going on at my middle school, you right. know, and then you kind of realize how big of a like it's just a show, you know, and mm-hmm. you're you're not actually running into that. But, yeah, I, I like that one. I think it's a good one. Um Mine's what a lot of people's uh, were, by the way. So Audrey Payne, she chimed in, said uh, quicksand in the Bermuda Triangle. Um, I I agree with that. I thought quicksand was everywhere. Um, I thought as a kid, um, I thought like I would get into like a sandbox and then just be taken away. I just start sliding away and be like yelling and my brother would have to throw me a rope and be like, calm down. I got to pull you out. You know what I'm saying? Right. I thought that was going to happen as a kid. So quick saying there, Bermuda triangle, another good one. I thought <laughs> Bermuda triangle just like moved around. You know what I'm saying? I right. just thought like randomly it would just suck up parts of the world, you know, where like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you hear so many like conspiracy theories of like Amelia Earhart's in there or mm-hmm. this person flew in there or this boat went in there and there's just people who are gone you know, mm-hmm. so I mean, yeah, I agree with that. I thought the Bermuda Triangle was more of a real thing as well. I thought it was going to cause a lot more hindrance in my life than it actually ever has. Yeah. So I was right there with you on that one. That was honestly one that I forgot about, but now that it's been mentioned, 
Yeah, absolutely. I thought that I was going to run into that problem. I was scared to go like on airplanes and stuff because I was like, oh, we're going to fly yeah. over it. Yeah. And, you know, just get sucked away forever and just be gone. Yeah. So I thought it was a real thing as well. Yeah, I thought it was real. Uh, my, uh, my very good friend and, um, pretty much my, uh, my daughter, who's not my daughter cause I don't have daughters, but she knows that she's one of my kids, uh, Shay Schrader. She chimed in and, and if you ever meet Shay, you'd understand and, and Shay, if you're listening to this, you understand the reason why I met Shay. Um, and it's a very funny story of how I met Shay, but when I actually got to know Shay, she reminded me of Callie as like college Cali like they were the same human being but she is a huge sports fan so I was like if I had a daughter this is probably what it would be like when she grew mm -hmm. up would be the fact that she's very much like like Cali who is a very you know um tough uh tough woman and just kind of you know will say what's on her mind and not really care and then mm -hmm. you add in this whole like realm of like really loving sports and liking to dissect sports and understand more about it and I was like, yeah, it's probably what I would, what it'd be like to have a daughter. Um, mm -hmm. So Shay, uh, she chimed in with quicksand as well. Also jumped in saying also people hanging out with their friends in public. When you see that a lot, when you're in like, you know, like in schools, like everybody has a hangout, right? Like when you're in TV, mm -hmm. like, you know, Boy Meets World, they had chubbies, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Power Rangers, they had the juice bar, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. there's always somewhere where like people go to hang out with their friends. So yeah, I think you saw that a lot on TV. There was like always somebody's like coffee house. There's like somebody's parents always owned a bakery on TV, mm -hmm. you know, like somebody, somebody's parents owned a business where everybody went right. and that like just wasn't. A thing. I, I mean, I. I mean, I don't know about for you, but you know, even for me, like, I hung out more with my friends at my at their houses or my house. Like, that's where we hung out. Yeah, I feel that. Like, majority of the time, yeah, it was at is at each other's houses and things like that. But uh, in Dixon, like, I guess, like, one thing that we did have, like, my some of my group of friends, we hung out at the bowling alley a lot. Oh uh, yeah, Thunder Alley. But it was actually Bowl Arena. Oh my bad. School, Sorry. The old school alley. No, you're good, man. Sorry. But uh, no, you're good. You're good. But yeah, we, we would hang we would hang out there a lot. But like for the most part, like you said, it was at each other's houses. And so there really wasn't a designated spot where, you know, everyone went. And so yeah. like you see that on TV all the time where it's like, oh, we go to this spot. We like everyone meets up here. We hang out all this. Yeah, that's not that's not how it is in real life for the most part. I don't think unless there's a completely different realm of the world that I don't know about. Maybe you and I just weren't invited. Maybe we weren't, dude. Maybe we were just lame. That's what it is. I think that's what it is. Maybe all of us yeah. were just lame, but mm -hmm. I mean, that's okay. We can all just be lame together. Yes. Um, yeah. People used to go hang out a lot uh, in the uh, Walmart parking lot over, yes. over on Madison street. I don't know if you, that was where everybody hung out when they were in high school. When I was in high school, um, they mm -hmm. hung out there and then uh, also Sonic. And that's still mm -hmm. kind of a tradition, at least on this side of town where they hang out there. at Sonic on uh, on the old Madison Street side. So I was I was happy the kids continued that thing that we did when we were in school. So those mm -hmm. places, yeah, but like, you know, after a while, you know, the manager of Sonic would be like, you get out of here, you kids. Right. I always felt bad. Like I always had to buy something when I went. I was like, I, I, I'll buy a drink or something. Like I, I just can't sit here and not like not be a patron. Like I'll buy some right. ice cream, whatever it is. That was me. I, I felt bad all the time. Mm -hmm. So, um, my good friend, Adam, uh, chimed in and he said he thought he'd use the Pythagorean theorem more, uh, more than, uh, more outside of school than ever. Um, but he obviously hasn't, um, 
A squared plus B squared is equal to C squared. It's how you measure a right triangle, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. I've never measured a right triangle. I've never had to use of school. That. You'd have thought that I'd have to need that. I needed it every day. Yeah. But yeah. Of course they went over it. Yeah. I was, I was not good at math anyway. Uh, I hate math. And I, I, they were, everybody's like, well, if you're not good at this math, you'll be good at geometry. Wasn't great at geometry. Um, really after I got through like algebra, the early parts of algebra, I was just like, all right, I'm not going to be good at any of this. And that is true. And that's what happened <laughs> in my life was I wasn't good at any other math. So yeah, Pythagorean theorem, haven't really been able to, you know, haven't really needed to measure a right triangle. Again, I'm not really mm -hmm. like a contractor or anything either. So that's just something, you know, I'd rather pay somebody who's better at the Pythagorean theorem to do it than I do. You know what I'm saying? True. I feel like that's a smart decision on my part and that mm -hmm. everything will look better that way if I do. Agreed. Agreed. I'm right there with you. There's a reason I'm a history major. That's right. I hate, I hate math. <laughs> my, my top fan, who's also my brother, chimed in and said, knowing which wire to pull slash cut to prevent a bomb from detonating Roundhouse kicking someone to the face and quicksand. All good options there. All good choices. Because like the roundhouse one of the face is the one that sticks out to me. Because like you know roadhouse, roadhouse. You just you just roundhouse kick them and it's over. Yeah. And I, I thought that like I was gonna have to like like you know I get to like point where I need to stick up for myself and you know just one swift roundhouse kick then I realized I was definitely not athletic enough to perform a swift roundhouse kick so that's kind of where I faltered there it could have just been a falter on my part and I just missed the opportunity to use it but I've never seen anyone else do it so, no in person I've seen in like you said movies tv never seen it in person exactly uh the and the the bomb one I thought that was a good one too because mm -hmm. like everybody like I thought, you know, I'd go to some, like, I thought bigger banks, I grant, I didn't live in a mm -hmm. big city, but I thought like big bank buildings would be somewhere that I would have to go to growing up. And I never did. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I thought I would always bank in these gigantic, like downtown banking buildings where you would normally mm -hmm. find somebody who has planted a bomb. And then I'd be, have to be like, oh, which one, the red one right. or the blue one. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, no, Cody's right on that one. I've never, I've, I've seen, I saw that a lot growing up on TV. Mm-hmm. Ever had to actually learn anything on it. I'm not a, a bomb person, not a bomb expert. Don't have to be. Um, there's trained people for that. So, um, yeah, good good call on that one uh, by my brother. Now, uh, another one that came in, and this is actually this video that I saw. This is a um, the answer that I'm about to read you is from the video that I saw as well. Um, okay. My good friend Jana May uh, commented and said, definitely stop, drop, and roll. Yes. And that That's was something, one. yeah, I thought that was something that we would need as well. And I saw the video on that as well. And that made mm -hmm. me think like, yeah, that's something that we were taught and we were taught over and over and over and over again of if you're on fire, stop, drop and roll. And then mm -hmm. I realized how many people catch themselves on fire. And then like, you know, I mean, it's a good thing to remember. And if you mm -hmm. are someone that has, you know, caught yourself on fire, did you remember this? Let us know. You can send us an email if you don't want to, you know, if you want to remain anonymous at Schmitty stories um, at gmail.com. If you send us that, we'll, I, you'll, you'll be, you'll make a believer out of me. But yeah, mm -hmm. never once did I think like, you know, I, I thought growing up that I would have more opportunities where I'd have to roll around on the ground to put a fire mm -hmm. out. I knew how to do it. Yeah. Yes. Do it. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. Cause like I remember like back in elementary school, we had a fire safety week. 
or yeah. fire prevention week or something. And like, it was a whole week long thing where like, we made like posters and like little like group projects yep. of like fire safety and what to do during a fire. And like the main thing with like the main like point of the whole thing was to remember stop, drop and roll. Yeah. And I, I've knock on wood, please. I, I never hoped to I use got you. this, but I, but I appreciate you. I had to use it. Yeah. And I don't know of anyone who else, anyone else who has. Yeah. And so if you I have, we'll let see. us know. Send us a message. Yes, yes, I'm in. I'm actually interested. If you're not, if you're not afraid to, if you're not afraid to let us know, tweet us at Schmitty Stories, or mm-hmm. uh, you can jump on the Facebook page, Talking Schmidt. Let us know. We mm-hmm. want to know. We want to. We want to know who you are. Uh, you could possibly be a guest on this show. Who mm-hmm. knows? Tell us. Excellent. Recount the story if you're willing to. Um, so yeah, I think that was something that definitely is something that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Never had to use it. Um, Agreed. Uh, another one was our good friend Kaylin. She weighed she weighed in on this one. Said, "I thought I would encounter more people bursting into singing and dancing while out in public. Flash mob dancing was a thing for a bit, but still wasn't what I expected from Disney Channel movies." That's fair. That's that's a good point. They really Amen. put that into our brains. Yeah, back whenever we were in our youth days, where just you go into a random high school cafeteria and children are dancing on tables and singing yeah. about life. And so I thought that I would encounter it a little more as well. And there was that flash mob era where it did happen for for a short period of time, but it definitely wasn't to the scale that it was portrayed. in. Were you ever around a flash mob? I never was, but I was close to one. There's actually a story behind this. Okay. At the Opry Mills Mall, it was like 2016. All right. Or 2015, something like that. Uh, Me and my buddies, we'd we'd gotten our licenses and all that noise. And so like, we went up, like, we need something to do. We went up to the mall. And there was a flash mob in the food court while we were on the opposite side of the mall. But like we saw it on social media. So it actually did happen. Yeah. But we were just wrong place, wrong time. We missed our moment in the spotlight. I was at Opry Mills Mall one time and somebody had tried to shoot somebody. Oh my gosh. While we were there in the food court. So I'm I'm very glad that you were not that you were in the right place at at the wrong time. I was also not I was also not in the food court. So look at that. Oh, okay. Okay. Well good. Yeah. Similar, right? Yeah, yeah. One person trying to bring joy, one person trying to end the life. You know, that's just how how it works at this point. Um, Pedal to the metal guy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I turned this really dark, really dark for a second. Um I'm justice. But anyway, um, so yeah, so I agree. I thought there'd be more. I want to say I'm like here. I'm one of those people. Okay. Uh, that if I saw a flash mob like starting, like I wouldn't stay and watch it. I'd be like, we got to get the, we got to get, you know, the heck out of here. Like, I can't, I can't stay here. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't, I don't think Callie would stay and watch it either. I think mm-hmm. she'd be like, okay, this is kind of weird. Let's get out of here. Maybe we watch it for like a second or two just to see if anything mm-hmm. cool happened. But like, I just couldn't be that person that would stay and watch it, I guess. So maybe if it did happen and somebody started bursting out singing and dancing, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe it did happen. Maybe so. And maybe I just was like, yeah, no, nah, not, not about this life. Um, but I don't ever remember one happening near me or around me or anywhere in that sense. Um, yeah. The last one I believe I have, and I'll double check on my on my personal page real quick before I go because I'm on the Talking uh, Schmidt page right now. But uh, uh, my good friend Will commented and said, taxis. 
He said he used the he used one last year. It was the first time that he had like or the last time that he had used one, or maybe it was the first time he had used one as well, was a taxi. And again, I think if you're not from a big city, you don't use a taxi. And with mm-hmm. Uber being as big as Uber is, I don't even know if you, you know, I've never had to use a taxi. No, I've, Uber. I've used a Lyft. Yeah. The only thing I've used is Uber. I've I've never used it. I've never been at a taxi or anything like that. Wow, look at look at us. Look at us. Uh, never needing things, you know. Yeah, all these lies we were fed as children. Yeah, I thought, but yeah, I mean, I think you watch. Um, I think you watch a lot of movies where, mm-hmm. and a lot of movies obviously based in New York. You know, yes. where there are a lot more taxis. And so I think you think growing up, yeah, maybe uh maybe taxis are something that we would we would see more often. So True, true. Here we are though. Never have ridden in one. I believe I think Callie rode in one uh maybe down in Atlanta. Uh mm-hmm. so Callie's ridden one, but I've never had to ride in a taxi ever. Me either. I, I've never had to ride in a taxi. Uh I don't my sister, she's been in New York for a choir trip. I don't know if they ever had to. So like genuinely, I, I don't know. Like I, I've never used a taxi and I can't really think off the top of my head that anyone that I know has besides like Uber and Lyft. I've never, I've never rode a subway either. Never been to a place where a subway was needed. Um, I've never rode like an actual like train. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll ride like the, like a, like a tram in like a, um, like an airport but like yeah. never an actual train. Right. So I've never actually gotten onto like a passenger chain, a train and, and rode one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I felt like those are also things that you would see that you were supposed to see more of. And I and just never have used it. Never rode on like a, like a Greyhound bus. I've rode on like team buses, like, you know, mm-hmm. like coach buses like that, but like, right. Never had to ride like a Greyhound bus. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that I have either. Like genuinely, are we sheltered? So, is that what it we, is? We we might be honestly. Like maybe this is maybe this is, mom. Maybe this is on you. <laughs> oh man, love, love my mom. Yeah, don't don't blame your mom. Right? That's that's what that's uh that's that's not what we want to do. We don't not at just, all. Not especially at all. after Mother's Day was Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't even blame moms. Yeah, yeah. We'll blame somebody else. Yeah, but not you today mom maybe maybe another day but yeah so uh so george um great questions great answers i felt uh we've had some really good questions we've had some great answers i want to thank everybody who's been um replying to us and and dropping their um you know dropping their really just kind of letting us know uh, some of it you know some it's kind of a you know those are a weird weird place for people to go sometimes you know asking about guilty pleasure songs things that you thought you'd see more of in life i mean you guys are you guys are coming coming in strong here so um i do appreciate everybody who's chimed in over the past few weeks that we've been doing the questions of the week Uh, i think it adds a a new fun element to the show uh it's not Mm -hmm. just you know not just always so sports oriented if you will um We'll bring back a poll sooner or later, you know, uh, you know, bring back, bring back a poll here, you know, sooner or later we'll, we'll make sure. it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, and then we'll go from there. But I, I think we're having really good success with these questions. So, uh, again, if you guys have an idea for a question 
You can always send that to us, um, SchmidtyStories at gmail.com. That's S-C-H-M-I-D-T-Y stories uh, at gmail.com. You can send us an idea there, and we can always use that as well. But obviously, try to get that in before you know Monday, because I like to drop the question on Monday or Tuesday. So try to get it in over the weekend if you want to. Um, if you have a question that you want us to answer or talk about, you want George and I to talk about something, Send it to that email as well. You can remain. You can just say, "Hey, I want to remain anonymous. Please don't use my name. We'll make it happen." Um, or if you guys, uh, you know, want to tweet us or send us a message on Facebook, you know, you can tweet us at Schmitty Stories. Um, that's one of the easiest places to go. Tweet us there, and I'll find it there. You can find us on Instagram at Schmitty Stories as well, or on Facebook, Talking Schmidt. So you have the ability to reach us in any of those locations, and you can say, "Hey, this is something I want to talk about. Here's a question I have. Whatever it is." And we'll try to answer it or we'll try to make it our question of the week as well. You know what I'm saying? We want to help if we can. We want to have some fun. We want to talk a little sports. We want to talk a little life. You know, we want to we want to talk a we want to talk a little uh little here, a little there. Um, is that John Elway? Okay, good. No. Pecorine. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was John Elway. I was like, really? That's what you're gonna do? You're gonna insult me? Um <laughs> uh, but no. So, uh, George, any uh, any other final thoughts this week, man? Anything you, you want to add here? Just kind of reiterate what you said. Appreciate the feedback. It's always awesome to hear what y'all guys have to say as well in comparison to what we heard with these questions or what we think about these questions. So just keep the responses coming and appreciate all of you. Awesome. Um, other than that, this has been a really good show. Uh, again, we had a lot of comments, a lot of people chiming in. So thank you again for everybody who has um, uh, reach out to us. If you're somebody that thinks that you could be a good guest host for this, because something cool's happened in your life that you want us to talk about with you, shoot us an email. Schmittystories at gmail.com. Who knows? Maybe you'll join us for an episode. Maybe we'll talk sports. We'll take a break, if you will. Then throw your segment in. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows what we'll do? All right? This is our show. I edit it. I'll do what I want. All right? And that's how we look at it. So, uh, if anybody has anything cool going on in their life, you know what happened this week? Nothing crazy. I had no story for you. Nope. No story. I had no weird interactions. I must have put the couple weeks I've been talking about weird interactions. It's all stopped for now. But if it yeah. happens, I'm going to let you know. But no weird interactions this week. Um uh, I did. Uh, I did have a uh, a concrete animal move to my house. That's all I can say there, though. The rest Ooh. is uh, hush hush quiet. So that's all I can tell you guys about that. But other than that, great week of uh, talking Schmidt. Thanks to George Holloway for joining me. Uh, for all of our Hollow Warriors out there, uh, we want to thank you guys, and of course, all of our Schmidt heads who join us each and every week to talk a little bit about sports talk a little bit about uh, life in general, answer a funny question, whatever it is. Thank you guys for joining us, and we hope that you join us again next week.